This is Simple Roots Radio, episode number 98, and today we're talking about a subject that may be a little unconventional to health, but I really do think it matters, and that's your personality type or your Enneagram and how it can help you live healthier. Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Sherm. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. And now your host, Alexa Sherm. Welcome back to this podcast. I'm your host, Alexa, and as always, this is the place to get healthy, live happy, and find more joy. Yes, that's my mission with this podcast, is to help you break free of the traps, lies, comparison, and confusion, and step into what it really means to live in health, and how you can realistically incorporate that into your life, to live with health rather than for it. Today on the show, we're talking all about self-knowledge, personality types, and the Enneagram. On the show, I have guest expert Jenny Catron, who is the founder of a consulting group called the Foresight Group, which works to develop healthy leaders and thriving organizations. She is also a writer, speaker, and leadership expert who, in her words, says, is committed to helping others lead from their extraordinary best. Today, I'll be asking Jenny about discovering yourself and how self-help really isn't selfish at all, but selfless, what the Enneagram is, and how we can use it to lead healthier lives, and so much more. But before we get to the show, I have two things. One, ever since we started this mindset series, I have so many more people who are reaching out telling me they are ready to do the hormone reset or the simple cleanse. So I just wanted to remind you that yes, I do have programs available on my website that help you lead healthier lives, not just in the diet and exercise standpoint, but in the whole life picture, looking at your environment and how that relates to your health. Of course, the focus is going to be food because that's what we do here at Simple Roots Wellness is the nutrition aspect, but it's so much more. So in these programs, you'll find diet and exercise recommendations as well as full life recommendations on how you can rest and practice self-care and everything else to live a healthier life. So I have one, the five-day hormonal reset, which works to like it says, reset your hormones. That means take it back to the basics and provide the right environment for your body to do the job that it was designed to do. The second program is called the Simple Cleanse. It's a little bit longer program, more intense, and it really works on cleaning out your body, getting it back into good working order so that it can continue in months and months to come. Both programs I have had extraordinary results from, not just myself, but I have had so many testimonials, not just including weight loss, which weight loss, even in the five-day hormonal reset, can be pretty profound, but everything from helping women get pregnant to clearing brain fog, getting rid of um, anxiety and depression medication, decreasing inflammation markers, and so much more. Really, the programs are so worth it. You only have one investment. You get them for the rest of their life, and we go through them periodically. So you get a lot of extra bonuses if you sign up for these programs. You can get all the information for my courses on my website at simplerootswellness.com. But if you're realizing, yes, you are craving health, you are desiring it, you just don't know how to get that started, these are the perfect starting point for you because they meet you right where they are. They're not one specific diet, but it really helps you learn how to do this for yourself in a realistic way. It meets you right where you are and takes it to a place that you desire it to go. So make sure you head on over to simplerootswellness.com and check out those courses and those programs. I can assure you, you are going to love them. The second thing that I want to remind you is 
If you haven't already, please leave a rating and a review. I know I ask this all the time, but they literally are the lifeblood of the show. This isn't just for me and my ego, but this is the very thing that helps other people who wouldn't find or hear about some Sports Radio to do so. Yes, iTunes uses these ratings and reviews to put you on different charts and open up the door and the possibility for other people who are searching for your podcast to find it. But the only way that they will do this is with ratings and reviews. So this isn't for me. This is for other people who want to join our tribe and live healthier lives in a realistic way. So to leave a rating and review, all you have to do is go to simperitswellness.com backslash review, leave a star rating and a review. Obviously the five star is kind of what we're going for, but really at the end of the day, I just want your own honesty. So if you haven't left a rating and review, it would mean the world to me. Makes the show go round. You only have to do it once and that's it. So if you have done that, I so, so, so appreciate it. As we're coming up on a hundredth episode, yes, 100 episodes is coming out real soon. We're going to be doing a special giveaway, but the only way to be registered in that giveaway is if you've left a rating and review. So get a jump start on that. Head on over there, do that, and make sure you share the show with your friends and family if you're loving it. So that's it. My little soapbox that I do every single time. Again, that's simperitswellness.com backslash review, and I will sleep easy at night. (laughs) Okay, but seriously, let's get back to the show where we can dive into this quote unquote unconventional topic to health, but I feel like makes all the difference. So here's Jenny. Welcome to the show, Jenny. I'm so excited to have you on and talk about a topic that's a little off the cuff maybe for health, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So thanks for being here. I am so thrilled. This is going to be a fun conversation. So yeah. thanks for having me. Yeah. So just a little backstory. I This whole summer, we're diving into the mindset of health and really trying to make health individualized. And so as people are joining this journey, I was really trying to think of maybe people don't even know themselves. You know, maybe we don't even know ourselves well enough to understand how we can work with our bodies and our minds rather than just constantly live in this set of rules and diets that so many people do. Like, why isn't it working? And so I had this idea (laughs) that maybe if we started putting our personality type Um, Mm -hmm. because just for fun in my family, we like to know each other's personality type and, Mm -hmm. you know, like look it all up and all that stuff. It's just a lot of fun. And the more I've done that and the more I've learned about myself, the more I realized, wow, this is a really powerful tool. Yeah. Um, And, and for knowing health and to knowing your life. So you're coming on as my personality type Enneagram expert. So what's, (laughs) (laughs) what's your take on the power of knowing your personality and how that can actually change and transform your life? Yeah. And I love that you're diving into this, Alexa, because I think so many times, especially when it comes to health and wellness and just like taking care of ourselves, we don't actually get more to the root of the issue. And I think, you know, and so it it really applies in so many areas of life. But I think that greater awareness of ourselves and that understanding of how we're motivated, you know, the things that have impacted us, how how life has shaped us and caused us to, you know, to filter our world, you know, Mm -hmm. like that lens we see the world through really, you know, helps us have so much insight into every area of life and specifically here talking about our health. And, um, you know, I think all growth comes after awareness, right? We have to have awareness before we can actually see growth. And so that's what I love about, I am a personality type junkie. Like I just (laughs) love this stuff because it, 
it really just gives us insight into, okay, how am I wired? And, you know, and some people are like, well, is it kind of navel gazing? Is it really like, but I actually think the better that we understand ourselves, the better we're able to interact with our whole world. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes actually, it might feel a little self-focused at first to like dig into these personality types and go, okay, how am I wired? And, but actually if we can use it as a tool to help us better engage all of our world, right. whether it's our health or our relationships or our work worlds or whatever, I think the personality types and specifically the Enneagram are such a great resource to go, okay, growth happens on the other side of awareness. And I've got to really become more self-aware in order to just engage life in a much healthier way. Right, right. And I like that you said that because I feel like so much of learning and like self-help books just seem so selfish. And it's been that way for so long. But like you're saying, at the end of the day, taking time to invest in learning who you really are is not just going to help you, but it's going to help everyone you're around. Sure. Well, yeah, we've all run into that person who is just not very self-aware. And so they don't, because they don't really understand their themselves and their wiring, they don't realize that they're dominating a conversation or they're, you know, that lack of self-awareness mm-hmm. actually is, you know, off-putting to the people around you. And so again, I just think in all dimensions of life, the more self-aware we are, that it's actually a better gift to the people around us and to ourselves. Right. Right. We don't make life so complex then. We can simplify it and stop working so against ourselves. But before we get into all that, I kind of want to take like the first step and just have you break down the different personality types in the Enneagram. Because I don't know if the Enneagram is new, but it seems like it's a newer trend. So can you kind of break them down and tell us a little bit uh, or tell us the difference between personality types and what you recommend for finding the most value in learning about yourself? Sure. Yeah. And there are so many, and there are so many great ones. So there's a Myers-Briggs personality type that is, uh, or oftentimes referred to as the MBTI. And it is, um, it's a great tool for understanding, are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? Are you intuitive or are you sensing? And we won't go into all the nuances of what that means, but you know, it breaks down and comes up with multiple variations of your personality type that become really helpful, particularly in like the workplace. Mm-hmm. The The Myers-Briggs is often used by corporations to help understand the unique dynamics of how people engage, you know, in a work setting. Um, there's the DISC profile that is somewhat similar. And again, it's, it's, it's uh, gauging, you know, how dominant you are or not, how creative you are, how conscientious, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of, you know, nuances to that one. And, uh, and, you know, and there are a host of others, the strengths finder that was, you know, a big one over the last decade or so. And it, you know, it, it, I think it's, I think it's 31 or 32 strengths that it identifies and then it will help you find your top five. So for me, um, with the strengths finder, one of my top five is achiever and a responsibility. And mm-hmm. so I am a responsible, get it done kind of personality. And, all of those are really, really helpful. And especially in work situations, we kind of get better insight into how you approach your work or how you engage with others. And again, all really, really valuable tools to self-awareness. And I have used all of those throughout my world. And just a little backstory for the the listeners. 
I spent about um, 12 or 12 years in the corporate world. I worked in the music business. And so I worked in a big um, record company there, uh, got wonderful insight and training. And that really shaped me. And then I went into the nonprofit side of things and worked there. And now I own my own company. So that's a whole nother, yeah. whole nother dynamic. But, you know, so I've had kind of experiences in different contexts. And but in each one of them, that understanding of, you know, my personality, my wiring, all of those things were so valuable to help me interact with my coworkers, interact with the people around me. Um, and then I stumbled upon the Enneagram probably about 10 years ago and actually was with my counselor. I um, was in a season of life where, and I, I know a lot of you can probably relate to this, but you know, one of those seasons of life where I had been doing all the things and working really hard and but I, I call it my crisis of purpose moment where I was doing all the things that I should do, but I still was just feeling mm. this sense of unsettledness mm -hmm. and like something wasn't quite right. You know, it wasn't like right. catastrophic, but something wasn't quite right. And, you know, so at the advice of good friends, I thought, you know what, it's just helpful to go see a good uh, counselor and get some perspective and an outside viewpoint to help me kind of understand what's going on with me. And she introduced me to the Enneagram and it quickly became my favorite of the personality tools. And again, I love them all for different reasons, but the Enneagram really was powerful to me. And it actually, it, 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 we actually don't know the origins completely of the Enneagram. It goes back to like ancient spiritual teachings. And then now, and this is probably what you were referencing, um, current psychology has really just done a ton of research. And so the Enneagram probably has the longest and richest history mm. of all personality types, yeah. but it's kind of been rediscovered here, especially in Western culture in the last few decades. And so it, it does, it really the, it's popularity, so to speak, has just escalated, especially over the last handful of years. Um, the danger of the Enneagram in people diving into it is that it is so rich and nuanced about how we're wired and how we're, um, how we show up in the world that it, it, it almost can be like a little knowledge is almost like, like, um, can be, can be a detriment because mm -hmm. it has so many layers of richness to it. And so one of the uniquenesses about the Enneagram is that it, it really helps you identify what's your authentic self, the way that um, I'm a person of faith. So I believe that God created and designed me and gave me kind of uniquenesses and my gifts and talents and strengths and things that are unique to me, you know, and I think all of us would, would echo that, that, you know, each one of us has just this uniqueness we bring to the world. Right. And so the Enneagram is saying at our essence, at our most authentic self, this is the, who we are. This is who we uniquely are, but life has caused us to show up with this, um, automatic self. So, uh, you know, some of the Enneagram, um, experts will talk about the authentic self versus the automatic self. And so what the Enneagram is, does is help us see that, you know what, I've learned to kind of put on this facade. Sometimes you'll hear people talk mm. about the self or false self, you know, and it's like, so I learned to show up this way because then people would accept me. And that's what I love about the Enneagram is it helps you live in those two tensions. Yeah. Of, here's the authentic self. Here's this, you know, this unique expression, this person that you can be that no one else can be like, oh, like this you have this unique set of gifts, experiences, opportunities, and things that have shaped who you are. And it's beautiful. We need you to bring that. And, um, but then also here's who life has kind of taught you to be like the things that have been a part of your story so far have kind of produced this in you. So 
I know I'm getting really like granular. No, no, I like this. Yeah. That, but it, uh, but that's one of the things that I love so much about the Enneagram is that it has this transformational aspect to it that it's saying, uh, you know, like, like for instance, with like strengths finder for, uh, for example, they will say, you know what, here's your top five strengths, focus on those, double down on those, be really good at those five strengths and don't worry about the others. And I think that's really valuable from a learning to really, you know, lean into the things you're good at. What I love about the Enneagram is it kind of says, yes, here are, here's, you know, here's this picture of who you are. Here's this picture of how you've learned to show up in the world. But, uh, but change is also a part of, of this process, right? Like it's transformative. There's, there's a, this constant like quest for growth. And Mm -hmm. that resonates with me because I don't know about you, but I don't want to, I want to continue to grow and be the best version of myself I can Mm -hmm. be. And at its essence, that's what I experienced from the Enneagram is that it really helps us get perspective of, you know, who we are and how we show up but also gives us this hopefulness to say, you can also grow and develop. And there's a, you know, it just, it's this hopeful idea of, I can continue to become the best version of, of me. And um, at its core, that's one of the things I love so much about Enneagram. Yeah, no, I agree. It's because like for me, when I was doing all these personality types and I've done all the tests that you said, it wasn't until I found the Enneagram, which was not that long ago, that it really gave me the sense of, this is my life. It's not just my work life, but this is, like yes. you said, my authentic self. And when I look at health and when I just look at life and joy and passion and purpose, I feel like so many of us aren't understanding who our authentic self is. And mm-hmm. so we're just constantly kind of seeking and we're yes. constantly running and chasing and we can't ever really settle in. And I felt like the Enneagram was the first time that I was like, this is my life as a whole, not just my work life, but my life as a whole. Um, and yes. I like how you separated the difference between um, your authentic self and your autumn. Did you say is automatic self? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. And and that's like the learned behavior, right? Like that's yeah. where we're like taking society's views and making them our own. Is that correct? Is that kind of how you would define that? Yes, exactly. It's that automatic or sometimes called adapted self is that, okay, this is how I've just I've kind of learned to shut down the authentic part of me mm-hmm. to just be what people need me to be. Mm-hmm. And and that's where, so when we start getting into, there's nine types in the Enneagram. And for example, I'm a type three, which is the achiever. Yeah. Uh, and so early on in life, I learned to, if I do good, if I achieve, if I am just, you know, the, you know, the A student, the, you know, teacher's pet, the, you know, that I would be accepted. And so that's that, 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 then now that's automatic. Like I am just by instinct going to try to be the best that I can be at everything I do. And much of that served me well for many years, you know, that I just like, I I leaned into what became my automatic or adapted self. And, um, but then it becomes hollow because I've been chasing this thing and not understanding that authentic part of me that I kind of skipped over because I just adapted to what everybody needed me to be, um, and so that's part of what the Enneagram starts to help us understand is that there's this, I've, I kind of started to adapt to what the world needed from me uh, or what I, I, I thought the world needed or wanted from me in order to be accepted. Um, and mm-hmm. then I lost a little bit of, of that authentic part of me. Right, right. And I think that authenticity is where we're really going to see, like you said, the lasting change and the desire to change 
for the better. Um, And that's really what I want to help people move towards is like moving to their authentic selves, because I think that's where they're really find how they can change and easily and stop kind of fighting the diets and and the norms of health and really just step into who they are and who they were created to be. So when we break this down, you know, like in, in a health aspect, I think about like, obviously this is a whole life picture and I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. But I think about it even in things like that we think we should be doing for health or that we think we should be doing for happiness. And it could be like, oh, I need to meal plan. But maybe that's not your type. You know, like maybe mm-hmm. your type is more spontaneous than that. So can you yep. give us some like ideas of what knowing your type could help you better define in your life? Yeah, I think and I think this is like I love looking at the Enneagram through this lens of like even just, you know, like especially related to our health and our Mm -hmm. habits and so forth. Um, Because like for me, again, I'm type three, which is the achiever. So I immediately set goals for everything, you know, like that is, that is how I'm wired. So um, that can be good and bad, you know, when it comes to health stuff, then I have to be really conscientious of, okay, I'm a goal setter. So I love setting goals. So, um, you know, I have a goal and a habit of running at least three times a week. Right. That is, that is, and that is part of my rhythm and it's part of my habit. And that is not hard for me because my type, my personality type does well with that. Mm-hmm. And so when I know that, so even like, you know, setting my eating habits and so forth, it's like, okay, I will set goals. I will make them very realistic and doable because I want to be able to commit to that and achieve it every single day or every single week. So in setting goals, I know I have to set goals that are actually sustainable. I've never been one of those people who will do a diet because I know that I might, I might do it for a week, but then it's not sustainable for forever. And so then I'll feel like I failed. So I'm one of those people that I have to set like, um, I have to set very realistic goals around Mm -hmm. what I'm going to do for health because they need to be things I can keep for the long term. And I think that there's some, there's some really good like balance to that. Now, somebody who's like a type seven, which is the enthusiast who is the, it's the, you know, sometimes called the enthusiast or the joyful person. They're the people who love the thrill and the exhilaration of life. Um, sometimes they're referred to as the kind of the gluttonous ones because they, when they find something new, they like gravitate to it and like go all in, but then they can have a tendency of they'll, they'll go gonzo for like a week and then completely move on to something else. And so even knowing that about your type, it's not that that's wrong. It's that, you know what? I know this is how I work. If I'm the type seven and I'm the joyful enthusiast and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this new thing I learned and I'm gonna, you know, I'm just gonna go all out. Well, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna get bored and I'm gonna have to shift. And so even knowing that with your personality, I'm gonna tend to get bored easily. So what do I need to do in my health habits that mm. creates a little variety that's still healthy, right? Right. But, but can allow me to engage that sponta- spontaneous part of me right. that allows me to enjoy it more, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the type one who's the perfectionist, you know, and they, you know, they're, they're a little more meticulous about how they structure their world and they want really good systems and you know, and so what does that mean for how you develop your health habits? You know, they're probably going to be the ones who have really great meal plans and stick to them and are, you know, really rigorous with them. And that may totally work for them. And so I think there's just, it's like knowing that about your type Mm -hmm. and help, help you work with it rather than against it. Cause I think this is where we get ourselves in trouble, right? It's like, 
we, you know, we, we learn about some new, maybe it's an exercise program or, you know, an eating habit or something. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, I'm supposed to do it that way. Well, if I'm not really thinking about how I'm wired, I'm going to get defeated really quickly if that the exact way that this person does, it doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. So how can I, how can I lean into my type? Well, and all of us have to learn some level of discipline, right? It's like, you know, and that's, that's part of the dynamic too, of the type is to go, you know, my type is going to be my propensity, propensity is going to be, um, you know, if I'm, I'll just pick on the seven again, you know, if I'm more that joyful, I love the spontaneity of something new that I'm going to want to give up on it quicker. So what do I need to put around me from an accountability standpoint? Because I know that this decision about my health habits is really essential. So how do I develop a little discipline? And while also knowing I need to pay attention to this part of how I'm wired and so forth. So and was that helpful? I don't yes, know. very, like, I know very helpful. It's because, so easy to yeah. dig down in nuances. And- right, right. But I feel like it, it's, again, I hope this opens the eyes of just a simple thing like this. Of doesn't have to define you, but right. it, it gives you a foundation to understand, okay, maybe this is more freeing to me. Because I feel like if we step outside of what we think we should be doing and just what we like to do and start working with how we work well, then yeah. these things don't become such a, a hurdle. They don't become such a chore, which I feel like so many people are just living life, doing things that they think they have to, these repetitive motions and really sucking the joy out of them rather than finding a system that works. And like you said, it's like we see someone who's successful and they did it X, you know, they did it this way. <laughs> and yep. so we think we have to do it the exact same way, but it doesn't yep. work. And and yeah. so I think that there's something to stepping into your own kind of rhythm of how you run your life and just kind of continuously working on that and um, growing in that because it's not the Enneagram or any personality test is not an end all be all. Correct. It's, yeah. But it's, it's a starting place, kind of a foundation. And I think that you'll find like when you read through, I know when I read mine, I'm also a three that I was like, yeah. yeah, like this totally makes sense. And I see my sister who's clearly a seven, like the enthusiast kind of does everything for passion. Um, you know, she's not as concerned. Uh, she'd rather do things, uh, indulgent. I like how you yeah. said indulgent. She's a very yep. indulgent person, and she's like, well, you're just more disciplined. Well, maybe uh-huh. a three is naturally more disciplined, but like you said, we all have to have some discipline. So how do you add discipline into, like, if that's not, do you, okay, maybe to reword this, does a three Enneagram have more natural discipline than maybe a seven, and how do we get discipline in, like, to, yeah. to intermix in, into whatever number we are? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I think there are some numbers. I think the three, the one, um, I think there are some of the types that are more have a greater propensity to discipline. It's just much more natural. Mm-hmm. Um, that also means that we can lack some spontaneity, you know, so right. it's like, you know, so um, and I, and again, one of the things that I think is beautiful about the Enneagram is that they're not saying and none of none of the personality assessments say this, but they're not saying that any one type is better than the other. It's just a, again, it's a tool to understand your dynamics, like how you kind of naturally engage the world. And so, um, you know, so part of the beauty of it too, is that all nine types have great value and Mm -hmm. there's distinctive like qualities about it that are really good and healthy. 
And actually we want the world to have all nine of them. You know, like if I just did a quick, the, you know, the ones are the, the reformers, the, the principled person who really brings a lot of order and structure. The two is the helper. They're the people who see needs and help others. The three's the achiever. Like we just get stuff done. The fours are, are tend to be our creatives and our individualists who are a lot of musicians and, you know, um, Mm -hmm. artists and creatives and so forth. The fives are the investigators. They're the people who, um, dig deep and, and really seek to understand like the specifics and seek knowledge around things. So I could see, you know, particularly for some of your listeners who are, um, really passionate about health and they're, they're listening to every podcast and they're digging deep into learning and knowing as much as they possibly can you know, there's some of them that probably are a type five and they want to really learn and investigate how to be healthy. Um, the six are, sixes are the responsible people. They're super loyal. They're the people who are constantly pulling us all together and keeping us connected as a family or friends, you know, so forth. Right. We've said the seven is the enthusiast. They're the joyful people in our lives. The eight are the, they sometimes referred to as the challenger or the powerful person in that they, um, there are strong, confident, they're often our leaders, and they're out in front kind of paving the way. And our nines are the peacemakers. They're the people who are just kind of bring a sense of peace and, you know, to um, mm-hmm. a group. So and I, I give you just such a quick snapshot right. of them. But you even as you heard me say that we need all of them. We mm-hmm. need all of those different dynamics to just, you know, have help, like a, a balance to our life and our world. So it, then as individuals, it's like, I need to understand my type and my wiring, but I also need to, part of my growth and integration is recognizing the more I can tap into the strengths of the other uh, types, the, the more rounded, the more like um, uh, just... Uh, more self-aware version of me I'm going to become. I'm always going to be more of a three. I'm always going to have a little bit more of that achiever and discipline in me. But the more I can engage the others, the just kind of the healthier version of me I can be. So same thing for all of us. It's like, um, I think there's a level of discipline that is just healthy in general. So, you know, if you're a type seven, who is, you know, the spontaneous, joyful type of personality, I think an awareness of the value of discipline Again, mm-hmm. it goes back to this awareness piece. It's like we, you know, and you know, we talk a lot about mindset and so forth. It's like when I can have awareness around, okay, discipline isn't wrong or bad. In fact, it actually can be really good because when I introduce discipline, then I don't go on the extremes of um, whether it's, you know, um, overly indulging in something that is not necessarily good for me. Um, and right. I realize, you know what, that one treat celebrating my friend's birthday is, is good, but I don't need to do that every day. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's, so you realize, and then those things become even that much more, um, uh, uh, enjoyable, you know, that we learn to kind of, if you're a type seven, you learn to kind of temper those indulgences. And then when you, you know, when you do get to enjoy something, you really enjoy it. You also recognize discipline has really good value. I mean, it has value. So again, I think it's an awareness and then tap into the people who bring that. So for example, um, I need sevens around me because as a three, I can be way too serious. Mm -hmm. I can, I can like, you know, as, as the achiever, I can make my schedule just absolutely like ridiculous because I want to accomplish so much. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I look up and I'm like, I am not having any fun. But if I have joyful enthusiasts in my life who are saying, Jenny, 
quit working and come out and hang out. You know, it's like those people are good for me because they balance me. And I think that's probably really to answer your question in a very long winded mm-hmm. fashion is to say, I think bring people around you who have the other strengths that have the other types and they help sharpen us, right? They bring perspective on why I might need a little discipline or why um, I might need, you know, this other element in my life. And it, when I experience it with somebody else, it brings more balance to me. Mm-hmm. Right. That totally, that totally makes sense. Cause I can, I can see that too. Like I could get so caught up in trying to do so much just to achieve something that I could, you know, not, not have a good time, maybe beyond, beyond the more serious side. So I can totally see where you're going with that. So if someone is really starting out with, with this and they want to understand their personality type, maybe to help them in health or life, which I feel like it just really, we got to stop segmenting everything out and just like pull it all together because whether you're at work or you're at home or it's your health, like it all has to be intertwined in some way. And I know we don't like to think about that. Like we tend to segment everything out, but if we Mm -hmm. can just pull it all together and to say, okay, this is my type. Like once you know your type, what do you feel like is the first action step and really seeing change to work with yourself instead of against it? Mm, Yeah, that's good. I think I, you know, I think sometimes, you know, we get, as we get some awareness. So like, you know, if you do the, if you do some, uh, do a personality type of Enneagram, you learn a little bit about it. You've kind of discovered your type. I think conversation with people who know you well is incredibly helpful to get an insight into, okay, so where, where does the overachiever in me? So I'm just talking about myself here for a minute. Where does the overachiever in me? um, uh, How does that negatively impact different parts of my life? You know, Mm -hmm. and so if you can get a good friend or a spouse or a parent or somebody in your life who will, you know, with the invitation will, will speak a little bit of truth. I think that can be so valuable to say, hey, what's great about my type and what can sometimes be dysfunctional? Like, where can I become a little unhealthy when I like lean into this part of my personality type too much? Because it's kind of like anything, you know, it's a, this, the personality assessment stuff, they're just tools and they're tools to help us become more self-aware. But as we learn this about ourselves, you know, there are some things that are wonderful about our types and the way we're, you know, we kind of, uh, you know, show up. Um, but it also without awareness around it, we can become dysfunctional in it. So again, for me as the achiever, well, I can overachieve in work and, um, some of my pursuits, but I can neglect my family and my relationships because the achiever is just like on overdrive trying Mm -hmm. to accomplish all these great things. And that can detrimentally like harm my relationships. And so it's something I have to be really aware of. So again, when you learn your type, you kind of learn both the positive and the negative side of it. And then if you can take those and you can, you know, have a conversation with a friend or a family member and say, hey, where do you see this? What do you think I need to be paying attention to? Where do you think I might be able to grow? I think the conversation in that um, working it out with others brings some of the most um, helpful growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that totally makes sense because people are going to see things that you can't see or maybe things you don't want to see. Totally. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's like there's a, some vulnerability in that, mm-hmm. right? Of like going, okay, can you know, so I think you really have to like take that humble posture and go, I, I, I do really want to grow. I want to be the healthiest version of myself I can be. I want my life in uh, from all dimensions not to be segmented, like you were saying, right? And like, 
I want my life to be integrated. I want to have this healthy like rhythm or balance to my life and my world that is just, you know, enjoyable and is an overflow of who I am. But we have to sometimes get outside voices to speak into that. Mm -hmm. Right. So taking that and that awareness, how do we build habits for health or for happiness or for life from that, from being aware of who we are? Like now, how do we start to form Mm -hmm. those habits? Yeah, I, you know, so, and I think sometimes that can vary um, depending on your type. Right. It's um, probably a loaded question I just gave you. <laughs> well, yeah, right. Cause it's like, it's so unique to and individualized to each of us. I'm a type three. So it seems really obvious. I'm like, well, you set a goal and then you build a plan. Right. right. But so it's, is it, do you feel like it is as simple as like, once you read your Enneagram or your personality type, you get to know it, then you can see like, clearly I'm a goal setter. So goals work for me or clearly I'm a perfectionist. So maybe like the strict meal plan or whatever works for me. Like, do you think it's, once you get into all these personalities, like it's, it's a pretty easy transition Uh, into those. I'm afraid that I almost, it almost would feel that way to me because of my type. right? Right. So I'm really trying to like, I'm really trying to like think through that because, because the, me being type three, that does feel so obvious to me. I think, I think I have a bias in that right. it's like, oh yeah, you like, you learn a little bit and then you build a plan and it's right. like easy. So easy um, right. right. So I do, but I do think with more awareness around the nuances of your type, I think that you will, I think most people, and this is, this is true for a lot of, I do a lot of executive coaching and leadership coaching and we use Enneagram to kind of help us understand ourselves and, you know, dig into whatever, you know, whatever it is mm-hmm. we're trying to navigate or grow in. And what I often see is that as somebody does discover their type and they start to do some reading and some research and, and, you know, kind of learning, okay, yes, that very much, uh, you know, that's me. You know, a lot of times what I hear from people as they dig into Enneagram is like, oh my gosh, how can they know this much about me? And that is creepy and it's affirming, right? Because it's like, how can this simple (laughs) tool like peg me so well, um, So I do think, and this has been my experience with the different leaders that I coach, that as they learn more about their type, it does give them some of those aha moments to go, okay, this is why this is so easy for me, or wow, this is why this is so hard. You know, so for some of you who have a real difficulty developing habits and rhythms for exercise or your eating habits or your meal plans or whatever it might be. Um, I think that reading through your type might help you go, okay, well, that's why this doesn't come as naturally for me. So now how do I play to, um, you know, like, so for example, the type two is the helper. Mm -hmm. So the type, the type two is going to take care of everybody else's needs before they take care of their own. And so I could see this impacting that some of you who this might be your type is, you know, you're making sure everybody else has everything they need. And then all of a sudden there's no time left for you. And so what you have to learn about that is go, okay, I always prioritize everyone else above myself. Okay, I've got to, I've got to work to shift that mindset and to say, you know what, I'm going to get up. I have, I have a good friend who um, has, um, she might, she has a very strong type too. I don't know that it's her primary, but it's definitely her secondary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she has a house full of kids right now. Well, we get up every morning at 515 and we go walking and running before she has to get her kids up for the day. And that's her way of making sure she's actually built in a discipline for her health and mental and physical. Cause you know, that's right. and right. for that matter. Cause it's like, you know, the exercise it's therapy is, right there. Right. It is. Yeah. 
But so her discipline is she gets up at 5 a.m. every morning. We go for our early morning walk run. She gets home in time to wake the kids up, get their breakfast, get them set to school and so forth. And so knowing that about her type and knowing that typically she would be inclined to just not take the time for herself. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then be frustrated because she's not as fit as she wants to be, or, you know, and not have time with friends or whatever. It's like, she kind of, she kind of combined all of those things, you know, her sacrifice is getting up early, but the, the, but the, the, the benefit from that far outweighs. And so for her, understanding her type and her propensity to take care of everybody else, she found a way to build it into her world that works and it still allows her to be that helper and that support, but still prioritize herself. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's one example that comes to mind of like how, as you learn your type, then you go, okay, now how do I work with it rather than against it? Right, right, right. right. So Um, it's not just about knowing the strengths too. It's kind of knowing your quote unquote, maybe weaknesses and how you can make what you want work. Exactly. Yeah. And it's going, okay, it's not that I need to, um, shut off this part of me. So like, you know, we've picked on the sevens a little bit because they're the joyful enthusiasts. I really like, I envy them to a degree because they just like enjoy life and like love stuff, you know? And, um, so it's not that they have to like, like punish themselves because they're not as naturally disciplined. They just have to go, okay, you know, here's what I know about my wiring. And, you know, so I need to create fun and spontaneous things that bring life and bring joy. So you know what, they're probably going to be more inclined to want to go um, do something more fun for exercise, you know, where I'm fine with my same three mile run three times a week. And because it's just my discipline, and it's built in, and it just happens, they might need more spontaneous, like, um, my exercise every week is that Saturday mornings are carved out to either go running with a friend or to go kayaking or to, you know, like they might have to go. These are the things that are more energizing for me from an exercise perspective, because running is boring to me, you know? Right. And so instead of going, Oh, I must have to run like Jenny does. It's like, no, what's the thing that is fun, uh-huh. that's, you know, but is exercise for you. So it's just, it's the nuance of that, of going, you know, it doesn't have to look exactly like somebody else, but how can I build in a rhythm that is a healthy habit in my life, but in a way that brings me joy and energy? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes total sense. Okay, this has been, you've been giving us so many great points for this. And I feel like people are going to be excited now, hopefully to go take the Enneagram. What are some, I know there's a lot of places to take it. Do you have like the one place that you recommend people to go find out what their Enneagram type is? Yeah, there's, there's a ton of places to go, but the, um, if you go to the road back to you.com, that is a guy named Ian Cron mm-hmm. is the, uh, the person who does that test and his stuff is fantastic. He has a really great, simple, free assessment that, um, can help you kind of understand your type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The road back to you.com. That's he also has a book that he wrote on the subject, um, which is super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Too. Perfect. So, okay. Well, that's good. That's a good start. So just before we get into the quick fire questions, I also want to clarify that There are some people out there who don't love the Enneagram simply because they think that there's too much defining, like that there's not enough of letting God do God things and work outside of what your Enneagram is. I don't know all the the disagreements, but I just want to be clear that 
this isn't a, a reason to label yourself as something else. Like this is just a means of being aware. So can you, yeah. can you kind of put some like disclaimer on this? Cause I know that there's a lot of people with the obsessive kind of mindset of even when it comes to counting calories and, you know, getting trapped yeah. in body image. Like I don't want this to be another reason to label themselves. Yes. It's just self-awareness. So just a little yeah. disclaimer on that. I yeah. love it. I think it could be a great tool, but again, these are all tools. They're not exactly. an end all be all. Yeah. And that, I, and that's such a great point, Alexa, because even as much as I'm a personality junkie and like love. Right. Stuff, right. Yeah. Like, but you have to, you have to hold it gently in that it is just a tool. It is not, you know, it is not the gospel. It is not like, you know, the one way. Um, because, you know, it's, it, and again, what I love about Enneagram is that it does have so much ancient tradition in it. You know, it's very uh, well research, researched psychologically. So it has a lot of good roots. Mm-hmm. The danger in it is that, you know, part of, part of the teaching of the Enneagram too, is to say, don't so overly type and like label yourself that you don't allow yourself the room for growth. Because that's one of the things that is the nuance of the Enneagram is it's saying, you, you, you can and should grow. So while you need to understand your type and some of the um, uh, behaviors of your type, so it can help you kind of understand yourself, you don't want to box yourself in. And again, mm-hmm. I hear that from a lot of people who are kind of anti-personalities. They're like, quit labeling me, quit typing me, you yeah. know, like, don't put me in that box. I actually think the Enneagram would be refreshing to you as you study it, because that's exactly what most of the experts in Enneagram are saying is saying, don't overly like, you know, just box yourself into it because the beauty of it, it is saying is we are constantly transforming. We are constantly growing and that's the goal. So it's like, use it to help you with self-awareness, but also don't let it box you in. And so I would say that, and I would encourage people to, I have been studying the Enneagram for 10 years and I feel like some days I am still just really learning and understanding it, um, in a way that I can speak with some integrity around it. And so I would also say, be gentle with it. You know, I, I'll work with, um, executives and, you know, sometimes we'll use this with their team and I will caution, you know, especially leaders and teams not to be so overly like, um, into it that you, you, you start, it, it actually becomes a weapon rather than a tool. Mm-hmm. And so I, there's just, there's just, I, I really just say, use caution, like use it gently because it's a really wonderful tool, but let it be a tool, not a weapon. Mm-hmm. Yes. So good. Yes. Well, thank you so much for all of that advice. And I think that's really great advice at the end. I'm excited for people to dig into this and just see how it transforms their journey with health and just in life in general. Cause like I said, I really want this to be the full picture of life, not just health and not just, you know, relationships, but really coming together. So I'm excited to see what their Enneagram types are and, and how this really makes a difference because I know personally it has made a huge difference. Um, before we get into the quick fires, just share a little bit of your story and finding your Enneagram Mm -hmm. and what it did for your life. Yeah. You know, and it was, I, I referenced earlier a little bit of, you know, it was during a season of, you know, a kind of a crisis of purpose moment. Like one of those seasons where I just felt like I was losing my identity. And what I really discovered is I had wrapped my identity in my, um, I very career driven. So I, you know, had these goals and desires for, you know, my career. And, um, 
So I've really kind of gotten, gotten very wrapped up in the identity of that. And so that's when I discovered the Enneagram. And it actually was a very long journey of really kind of making sense of, okay, where is that authentic self? What does she look like? And what's the most beautiful parts of how God has created me and who I am and what I can bring to the world? And that was that was really the um, it was really a powerful season in my personal journey of really recognizing, okay, here are some of the things that are really wonderful about how I'm wired, that I have this part of me that can, you know, see a vision and a big goal and can go, here's how we're going to make that happen. And that was some of the most beautiful parts of my personality type is just that, that driven achiever in me who has just a, an ability to kind of map out a plan and help set direction. And that can be such a gift to the people around me. I mean, it's like simple things like planning the family vacation. You know, every, everybody in the family wants me to like build the schedule and plan the vacation because, you know, they just, it just comes with ease to me. And it can be helping, you know, I help organizations build out strategic plans and um, organizational structures and things like that. And yeah. it's like, you know, it can be such a gift to the people uh -huh. that I serve. Um, so that was really valuable to me. And then personally, uh, helping me, and it really has been in all dimensions of my life, not just my work life, but like in my relationships with my family and my friends and really recognizing the good and the bad of my wiring and you know, and how to just be more aware of that in, in, and so I feel like with all the learning that I've done over the last decade using Enneagram, it has made me a healthier uh, person in all dimensions of life. And that's been super valuable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So valuable. Okay. Thank you so much for being here and talking about that. I know it was kind of an off the cuff spin to fun. what fun. most people do with the Enneagram, but I think it's a really great fit for this. So before we end, I do have a few quick fire questions because sure. everyone loves to know. So first thing, what's the first thing you do every morning for your health? Yes. So I referenced it already, but my friend and I get up and yep. we go for a walk run every morning, almost every morning, unless, you know, weather or something in our schedules permits. Mm -hmm. And it's so, like I said earlier, like physically, mentally, relationally, like it's just such a great part of my day. Mm -hmm. Yes. So good. It's such a good way to start the day for so many people. Uh, yeah. What is your favorite health book? You know, so that this one is curious for me and I'm going to do a little spin on it just because of my wiring in nature, but there's a book called the emotionally healthy leader by mm. a guy named Pete Scazzaro. And, um, that's one of my all time favorite books. So like my you know, my world is really in leadership and organizational yeah. life. Right. And, um, but he talked about the emotional health that is essential for leaders to succeed. So I know that's a little spin from, you know, a lot of what you guys discuss on the podcast, but I think our emotional health is so valuable to, to all of our world. And so that's one of my personal favorites. Mm, yeah. I'll have to check that out. I haven't heard of that one before. Okay. What is the one food you couldn't live without? Peanut butter. Peanut butter. I, I know that one. Yeah. Wild? Yeah. Yes. I like love peanut butter. Now I do choose the natural healthier version. But like on what? Like what's your favorite? Like are you just like a spoon it out of the jar kind of girl? Or are you? Yeah. Peanut butter toast. Anything? Peanut butter yeah. sauce. Mm -hmm. Peanut butter I can, toast. I can feel this. Yeah. I've, I yeah. like peanut butter. So left my own, I would just give me a jar of peanut butter and I could, I think I'd be okay for a while. Yeah. I, I feel like this whole almond butter trend is great, mm. but it's just not my thing. Like, I just can't get past, like, I just rather have the real deal. I don't know how I, you feel. I'm the same way. I can eat almond butter and I think it's okay. But like, I, there's just something about peanut butter and I, it's bad. Like, I, I mean, 
the amount of peanut butter I go through is, is a, I mean, it's a little embarrassing, but I figure <laughs> it's not the worst food, no. right? I yeah, mean, that's yeah. No, thing. no, no, it's no. Like, I know, mean, yeah. You could have just said like ice cream or candy, or, you know. <laughs> no, but if I'm honest, yeah. I mean, my, hus- my husband laughs at me because if we get home late and like, it's too late to make dinner and I'm like, oh, I'll just have a peanut butter sandwich. And he like thinks that sounds like the worst, like, <laughs> like, you know, like, oh my gosh, we, you know, this is terrible. And I'm like, this sounds awesome. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing for real. Hey, at least it's easy. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, love it. Okay. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Mm, so when I was in kind of my early days of my corporate experience, I had a boss say to me, um, if you want to work with people, you have to learn how to love them and lead them. Hmm. And I was so driven, again, going back to my Enneagram type, like such a driven person, so focused on the goal that I was kind of bulldozing people in the process. And I, you know, and I think this is so true for all of us is that at the end of the day, our, our life is so much about our relationships and the importance of the people in our world. And his perspective was just so shaping to me so early on. Um, that if I really wanted to work with people, I had to learn to love and lead them. And that has just stayed with me. Yeah, that's really good. And what's the best piece of advice you could leave us with? Mm. I would say that, that just knowing yourself is one of the greatest gifts you give to others. Mm. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of going along with everything we talked about today, like that, that, that heart and passion for self-awareness and knowing yourself and the better you know yourself, the better you're able to love, serve, lead. Um, the better you know yourself, the more intentional you're going to be about your habits and your health and just, you know, being the best version of yourself you can be. So um, when you know yourself, that's the best mm-hmm. gift you give to the people around you. Yeah, I so agree. And I'm learning more and more about this as I dive into more of this and just working on myself because I feel like it just really just helps everyone around me. Mm-hmm. Um, not in a selfish way, but just in a, a way that lifts them up too. So I really thank you for being here and, and doing this show with me. I think it's a lot of fun. And like I said, I can't wait to hear what other people's numbers are and just to dig into that and learn more. So before so you fun. go, can you tell us where we can learn more about you and find you? I know you're yeah. not specifically in the health field. You do a lot of leadership stuff, but it's still, you know, if anyone's looking for that or, um, wanting to know more, you do have some books as well. Yeah. And it's just fun to stay connected, right? I love connecting with people who are maybe in different like spheres of life or different interests or passions. Cause I think it makes us just better and richer, right. like yeah, knowing yeah. one another. So, um, before I even give you my connections, I have a better link for the Enneagram assessment. It takes okay, you more directly okay. to it. So it's exploreyourtype.com. Okay. Exploreyourtype.com. That's going to take you directly to the assessment. So, um, the other ones will get you there in a roundabout way. Exploreyourtype.com will get you directly there. Um, but then, um, my, uh, personal like social media accounts are all Jenny Katrin. So J E N and I C A T R O N. So you can find me on Instagram or Facebook, um, Twitter, all of those fun places with just by my name. And then my company is called the foresight group and our website is getforesight.com. So it's the word get G E T the number four the word site, S-I-G-H-T.com. And um, that's where you can come. I do a lot of articles on leadership and self-awareness and discipline and some of those kind of topics we've talked about. So there's a lot of free articles and things there. Um, but that's where you can kind of learn more about some of the coaching and, and consulting stuff we do too. But I'd love to stay connected. So at least just follow along on social media accounts at Jenny Katrin and uh, be fun to stay connected with you all. 
Yes, perfect. And I'll make sure and link all this up in the show notes, the Enneagram, and where you can learn more about Jenny. So thank you again so much, Jenny, for being here and sharing your information. Um, I really can't wait to see where this goes. Thank you so much, Alexa. And thank you for just, you know, creating conversations and educating us in ways to just be the healthiest versions of ourselves. So I really appreciate the work you're doing. Okay, now you know what I mean by unconventional show. But seriously, wasn't it so great to start to uncover and unpack how your personality could really make a difference and how you live your life? Because so often we see all these diets and programs trying to put you inside a box, but you're not meant to be inside of a box. You're meant to be your own person. And that's what this world needs more of, is what you bring to the table and what you provide. And the only way that we can do that is if we can step outside and start to own who we are. And when it comes to health, what we know is it has to be realistic for you. It has to fit into your life, not make some 180 of all these changes that are so outside of your norm and outside of who you are as a person that you can't maintain it. So just knowing your personality, your Enneagram type, can help you unpack and uncover, okay, what ways do I plan well? How would I do best exercising? Am I an all or none person? Or am I more of the rebellious type who needs to make changes and be open to express themselves in their own unique ways? So it really can start to help you uncover this and learn more about yourself. I seriously can't encourage this enough because I think that there is so much power in just knowing who you are. And in that, you can make great and lasting change. So if you haven't done the Enneagram test, like Jenny mentioned, you can find some great tests at the Road Back to You. Um, If you wanna do personality tests, I really like 16 personalities. I'll make sure and link up a bunch of different tests, especially the Enneagram in the show notes. So head on over to simplerootswellness.com backslash 098 to get all of the information on today's show, the resources that Jenny mentioned, and where you can learn more about taking your own Enneagram type. Then, because I love this so much, make sure you reply back or comment on this show or email me at alexa at simperitswellness.com and let me know what did you learn? What Enneagram type are you? And how has this changed your thought process and how you live your life? So make sure you do all that. Head on over to the show notes to get more information about today's show. And don't forget to leave that rating and review while you're over on the website. In the meantime, stay tuned because I have some great episodes coming up as we continue to dig into this mindset series. I have more solo shows, some amazing guests coming up, and on Fridays, your most embarrassing health questions answered. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week.